scripture. Second Samuel chapter four. I'm going to read a lot of scripture, and so I need a little bit of patience with you. This is about an incredible mother. We don't get her name, but we know that she was from Shunem, and the Bible calls her the Shunemite woman. Second Kings chapter four and verse eighteen. And her child grew. And it happened one day that she went out, that he went out with his father to work. And he said to his father, my head, my head. And so this is such a quintessential dad right here. Carry him to his mother. Amen. Come on, somebody. All the men said, amen. All right. Dad, I'm hungry. Mom. <laughs> dad, I'm sick. Mom. Okay. Carry him to his mother. And when They had taken him, they brought him to his mother, and he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. We're going to understand why that's important. See, it was about 10 years earlier that in this room, the prophet Elisha prophesied that she would have a son, okay? 10 years later, her son has died, and she brings him back to the place where she received her original word. This is going to be very important in a little bit. Okay. And then she called to her husband. Now, a lot of people read over this. The husband didn't know the boy died. Okay, she doesn't tell her husband. She called to her husband and said, send me a young, uh, some young men and one of the donkeys and I'm going to run to the man of God and come back. And he goes, why are you going to him today? It's not a new moon. In other words, yo, it's not Sunday. Why are you going to church? He, he has no clue that the boy's dead. He just thinks the boy's sleeping. And look what she says. It is well. Okay. English, it is well. Hebrew, which this was written in. Here's what she just said. I am in shalom. Oh, man. Okay. I am in confidence, righteousness, relief, trust, security, welfare, calm, well-being, prosperity, wholeness. I'm totally complete. Okay. Then she saddled the donkey. She went with her servant. She said, and drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. She said, hit the pedal to the metal. And they departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And so, and I want to do, I'm going to do a whole series this year about the mountain of God. Miracles always happen on the mountain. But anyway, okay. Just, <laughs> I just thought I'd tell you. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant, look, it's the Shunammite woman. Run and talk to her. And ask her, is it well with you? Is it shalom with you? Is this shalom with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, it is well. I'm in, I'm in shalom. Okay. Now i got to read one more scripture, Philippians 4. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God. Everybody say peace. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you for your peace. I pray that you would release it now. Thank you for every person who may be troubled, may be depressed, may be tired. Maybe just feels like I don't know how I can I don't know how I can walk into another Monday. I just pray in Jesus' name. Let your peace reign and rule in this place. Let the peace of God that passes all understand doesn't make any sense. Let that kind of peace hit this room in Jesus' name. 
And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Praise God. So about 10 to 12 years before this story happened, uh, this woman literally built a room, built a, a, a house, a, a casita, okay, she was in Vegas, amen, for the man of God, Elisha. She noticed that there was this awesome man of God that always walked through her town, and she said, I don't want him to stay at the Bellagio, I don't want him staying at the Mandarin Oriental, I don't want him staying even at the Four Seasons, I'm going to build this joker a house. That's how much I value the prophet. This is how much I value my pastor. And so she builds this guy literally a house, a room, so that every time he went into Shunem, he had a place to rest. And one day he goes, how can I, how can I thank you for this? Do you, do you need favor with a king? Do you need me to do this? Do you, what, what do you need? And she said, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then he realized, wait a minute, this woman doesn't have a baby. And so he said, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. And she said, you know, she gets mad at him. She doesn't like that because obviously it's a tender spot in her heart. She doesn't really want to hear that word. She's probably heard that word before. She's prayed these prayers before. Here it is again. And, and she says, man of God, don't, don't tease me. Don't, don't test me. Don't break my heart. And he said, no, you're going to have a son. Sure enough, the next year, she has a boy. It's an amazing miracle. But about 10 to 12 years later, we come back to the story and the boy has now died. And this is where I want to pick it up because the first time she receives a prophetic word about the son, she is completely distraught, has zero faith, has zero hope, has zero peace. And when the man of God says, you're going to have a son, she actually rejects the word because she's so disappointed. She's been so hurt. And maybe that's like you, you come into church and I get in here and I'm like, God loves you. God has a great plan for your life. God's going to bless you. God wants to do great things. And you just roll your eyes and you're not, it's not even that you're, you're not a bad person. You've just been disappointed so much that it's like, I, I don't even want good news. I just want no news because how many know that the first thing depression does is it just numbs you. You're not happy or sad, you're just numb. That's where this woman was. But she receives her promise. Now here's what I want you to see. Now that her baby dies, her attitude is radically different. At, at, at first, it was a complete rejection of the prophetic word. But now, her son has just died and she's at peace. There's been a change her circumstances have gotten worse, but she's better. Okay. You don't need everything to be perfect to be at peace. Perfection and peace don't have to come together. You can be literally in hell on earth, but have the peace of heaven in your heart. That's where she's at. Now, now I want to give you three things about peace really quick. Number one, if I want the peace of God... I need to know where to go. I need to know where to go. If I want the peace of God, I need to know where to go. Here's how Paul said in Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything. In every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Friend, if you're taking notes today, or maybe even if you're not, think about this question. Where do you run in trouble? Where do you run in pain. Because here's what she said, 2 Kings 4.22, I need to run to the man of God. Now, Old Testament, they had prophets. 
New Testament, we have local churches. Here's what she was really saying. I need to get to church. (laughs) I need to worship. I need somebody to sing. I need somebody to shout for me. I can't even sing yet, but if some, if, if Milena can just get up here and hit some of those fancy notes that she hits, and if she can just let it ride, and if Jorge can just hit a, a few good notes, and if God, I just need to get in the presence of God. I just need to get to that crazy middle school that's hot and the refrigerator's, but if I can just get there, I just need to, I don't, I don't need the bottle. I don't need the pill. I don't need the club. I don't need another sexual partner. I don't need to call that person that I know that I can call at 3 a.m. And ladies, if he's only available in the a.m., he doesn't deserve you in the p.m. Okay, that went over really well. I don't, I don't need that. I need the man of God. I need Jesus. I need, I need the presence of God. Paul said, in every situation, prayer. In every situation, petition. In every situation, thanksgiving. In every situation, present your request to God. She ran to the man of God. She ran to the presence of God. She ran back to God. She ran back to the original source of her miracle. If you'll pray, you'll get peace. So here's what I want to say. Peace is hidden in prayer. I need peace, preacher. You need to pray. (laughs) Peace is inside the container of prayer. You You don't go buy water at the grocery store and you just cup it with your hands. No, what do you do? You you get it in bottles. You get it in containers. You don't just get peace. Peace is always hidden in the container of prayer. If I want the peace of God to guard my mind, I need to pray in every situation. I cannot have peace without a prayer life. Oh, man. I cannot have peace without a prayer life. Now, now let me give you a few things about prayer for you that, that care. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, God is thinking about it. If you're concerned, he's concerned. And here's what my pastor says, Jensen Franklin, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Oh, let me give you that one. If it's big enough, if it's already in your mind, start talking about it. Get in that car and turn off CNN and turn off Fox News and turn off AM radio and and turn off whatever you're currently listening to and put on a little worship and talk to God about it because it's in your mind. You're thinking about it. And friend, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's big enough to enter your mind, it's big enough to come out of your mouth. Come on. If you're thinking about it, pray about it. If you got to, and here's what Paul said Paul said, pray about everything. He said, pray in every situation. If your child comes to your mind, pray for him. If your spouse comes to your mind, pray for him. If if a friend comes to your mind, pray for him. If If a situation at work comes to your mind, pray for him. If you're thinking about a business deal that you're about to go into, pray for it. Whatever it is, if it's big enough to think about, if it's big enough to worry about, pray about it because the peace of God will only be released in the context of prayer. 
Now, she refused to let her circumstances separate her from God. And this is such a big deal because here's what, here's what happens. I'll notice, man, where has that person been? It's been three weeks. It's been two weeks. It's been four weeks. And they, I mean, they're not in Maui. I'm stuck in their Facebook. <laughs> and I'll hit them up. Hey, I miss you. Y'all right? Yeah, man, it's just been really tough. Okay. You don't come to church when everything's good. When it's tough, you run to the man of God. She, she's like, I'm in trouble. I need to get in God's house. Listen, y'all, you don't just come to church and everything's working out. Oh, man, everything's going good. Deals are going good. Money's going good. Marriage is going good. I better go thank God. Okay, I think you should do that. But I think you should also run to God's house when the sky is falling and the kids are acting up and your wife don't look at you how she used to look at you and, and, money, and, the, and the money is funny and you're just going, what do you run? She did not let the circumstance establish a root of bitterness in her heart. She ran right back to the source of blessing. She chose to draw near, press in, and lean into the promises of God. I want to give that to somebody who needs it today. Draw near. Press in. And lean into the promises of God. Am I helping anybody? Am I helping anybody? Let me give you another one. Peace is possible even before the breakthrough. Leave that up because no one believes me. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to help somebody. Peace is possible. Not after the breakthrough. It's possible even before the breakthrough. Okay. She was at peace before her son was ever raised from the dead. I'll prove it to you. 2 Kings 4.26. It is well. That was her confession. It is well. That was not denial. That was peace. She was not in denial, she was in peace. It is well. Oh, the situation is not well. I'm well. Come on, somebody. The situation is painful, but I'm good. The circumstance is bad, but I'm good. I'm at peace. I don't like what's happening right now. I don't like what's happening with my child right now. I don't like the circumstance I'm in right now. I don't like that this happened. That All of that is okay to admit, but I'm at peace. I'm in shalom. I'm in the perfect peace of God. Nothing is missing and nothing is broken from my life. And while I'm, I'm waiting for a breakthrough and I'm believing for a miracle and I'm pressing in to the promise of God, but while I'm waiting, I'm at peace. I'm living in the peace of God because here's what Philippians 4, 7 said, the peace of God will transcend all understanding. It all makes sense. How are you smiling? How are you sober right now? That was for somebody. Someone in the back's like, oh, Jesus, I know. I don't know how I'm doing it. For real. 
How are you not in the hospital right now? How did you not have a nervous breakdown yet? How are you, how are you still worshiping? How are you still clapping? How are you still tithing? Dear Jesus, how are you still giving after all the devil's thrown at you? How are you still trusting God and praising God? You're still going to a small group and you're still serving in God's house and you're still doing the things that God's called and you're still in the word and you're going, I, I should have lost my mind or at least my hair, but here I am by the grace of God. What is that? It transcends all understanding. Understanding it doesn't make sense to the natural, but I got I got peace on the inside, and she she said it is well. And the Bible said that the peace of God four seven will guard your heart. That word guard literally is like a bodyguard. It's like a lock on the door. It keeps you safe. The peace of God will keep you from. Saying stupid, <laughs> doing stupid, believing stupid, it will keep the dumb out of your life because it guards you. It's like it locks the door and says, no, that's not getting in. That thought's not getting in. That temptation's not getting in. You're not going back to that right now. You're, no, you're not. Go I know weed's legal, but you don't need it every night. You don't need, it'll guard you. Am I helping anybody? I'm not trying to get in your business about what you do. I'm telling you there's a lot of substances that we think we, oh man, I just need a drink. You do? Maybe you need the peace of God. I don't care if you drink. I'm not here to have that debate. I'm here to, if you need it though, If you need to go blow off steam and do this, or I, I just need to go uh, to the club, or I just, I just got to get to the strip club, or I just got to get to the... Friend, I'm telling you, you're, you're, there's a missing piece. <laughs> and it's peace. And it'll guard you. And when you're in the peace of God, you, all of a sudden you don't need all these other things because you got peace. Now, no, huh, she didn't let the situation... Robber of her peace. Okay, now this is, this will, I think, blow your mind, blew my mind. In just your English dictionary, the antonym for peace is disagreement. Okay, the antonym for peace is to disagree. If we're in disagreement, we're not in peace. When she said, I'm at peace, here's what she was saying. I refuse to disagree with what God has said. I could so run right now, but it's only 10 a.m., and these pants are painted on. And if I run, they're going to they're gonna shatter in a million pieces. I'm having to walk real circumspectly. Amen. Here's what she said. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with God. God said, I'm going to have a baby. God said, I'm going to have children. God said, they're going to be fruitful. God said, I'm going to multiply. God said, we're going to subdue the earth. God said that we're going to take over territory. I, I refuse to disagree with God. I'm at peace with God because I'm not going to disagree with God's word. I'm in agreement with the promise of God. I'm in agreement with the word of God. I'm in agreement with what God has said over my life and over my family. I refuse to leave my peace because God said, me and my whole household shall be saved. God said, by his stripes I'm healed. God said, I'm going to have a child. God said, he's going to bless my life. God said, he's going to provide for every. God said it. 
And I'm at peace because I'm not in disagreement with God. I'm in agreement with God. The situation is terrible. But I'm in agreement. And I'm not in agreement with the devil. (laughs) And I'm not in agreement with what people say about me or what experts say about me or what people say. No, no, no. I'm in agreement with God's word. Because I'm in agreement, I'm at peace. Last one. Peace is released as I rejoice. Get up here, uh, or hey, before I got, I got to finish. Peace is released as I rejoice. How did, how did the peace scripture, how did Philippians 4 start? It's the most famous scripture in your Bible about peace. How did it start? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Okay. Rejoice in and rehearse God's promise. Rejoice in and rehearse God's promise. Rejoice in God's promise, rehearse God's promise. Rejoice in God's promise, rehearse God's promise. Rejoice in God's promise and rehearse God's promise. Here's what she did, 2 Samuel 4.21. She went up and laid the boy on the bed of the man of God. And she shut the door and went out. 12 years earlier, the Bible said she was leaning at the door. You can read this. It's in your Bible. I encourage you to read the Bible. It's great. It's killer. It's fire. Or, or, or get the version app and listen to it in your car. Uh, she's, she's leaning at the door. The man of God is sitting on his bed, the Bible says, earlier in the chapter. And he goes, what do you want? And they have that conversation. And as he's sitting on the bed, he says, by this time next year, you're going to have a baby. She goes back to the promised place. She goes back to the birth of the miracle. She goes back where the blessing started. She goes back where she got the word. She rehearses the miracle. She rejoices in the promise. Rejoy. To, to put joy back in, to put praise back in, to, to put back what has been lost. I'm, re, I'm rehearsing it. I, I remember the moment and I was at the door and the man of God said I was going to have a child. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to place that boy right where the whole thing started, right where the whole miracle started. She went back to the beginning and faith started to rise. Hear me, peace started to rise. Here's what she said in the, in the Jabin translation. God's done it before. He can do it again. I'm going to preach this till somebody gets it. God's come through before. He's going to do it again. God's given me life before. I believe he can do it again. God's 
release miracles in my family in this room, in this house, in this place. And if he did it once, he can do it again because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the same God that did it can do it. And the same God that's going to do it can do it again. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Come on, rejoice one time. Give God praise. And the Bible said she laid him on the bed. Watch it. She didn't lay him in a coffin. She didn't anoint him with the burial spices. She didn't begin the embalming process. She didn't wash him, which was the first thing you would do to a dead body in that culture. Because she knew he was going to get back up. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whose dream has died. Don't bury that promise. I don't know who, who has prayed a prayer and the devil said that prayer never got up to heaven and God never heard that prayer. And that No, no, no. God says, every tear you've cried, I've put in a bottle. And every prayer you've prayed, I've, I still have in my heart. And everything you're believing for, I'm still thinking about it. And even if you forgot about it, I have not forgotten about it. Don't you, don't you dare bury that thing so quickly. She laid the boy not to rest. She laid down the boy because she was at rest. She didn't bury him. She put him on a bed. She didn't put him in a coffin. This is this, is this crazy scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 1 where Paul says, I want you to think back on the prophetic word you got. And he said, I want you to take that word. And he said, I want you to fight the fight of faith with it. So you go back to that word. You go back to that miracle. You go back to that original. And you say, God, you you gave this to me. And she gives the promise back to the presence of God. Here's what she said. Lord, this boy was your idea. I was good without a baby. (laughs) She laid the baby down. And then the Bible said, she shut the door. What doors do you need to shut? You know what I believe, Reuben, honestly? I believe she shut the door because she didn't want the dad to see that blue baby. Because I think he would have gotten so scared that it would have it would have messed up the shalom in the house. So she had to she had to shut some things off. Maybe you got to shut some people off. (laughs) You don't even have to unfriend them. Maybe just unfollow them. Come on, somebody. Maybe just mute them. You ain't trying to be salty or petty. You're going to come back to them later. But in this season, in this season, I, I'm, I'm in a miracle mode right now. I'm in, I need a miracle mindset. And your posts are killing me. 
And right now, I just need faith. And so I, woo, I'm preaching to somebody. So I'm going to shut the door of doubt. And I, and, I, and I love Justin Timberlake. But right now, I don't need JT. I need JC. So I need some worship. And I need to get some presence going in my car right now. And I'm going to listen to Beyonce. You're, I'm, I'm coming back to you in a couple of months. But right now, I need a little worship in my car. I need a little Fred Hammond in my car. I need a little Israel Houghton in my car. Right? I need a little Holy Ghost right now because I'm, I'm fighting some things. And I believe in God for some things. And I got some miracles that I won't release. So I'm going to shut the door on doubt. And I'm going to shut the door on fear. And I'm going to shut the door on disagreement. And I'm going to shut off the TV maybe. And I'm Gonna, and I'm going to shut off that music for just for right now because I'm believing and I'm contending for something and I can't let anything take my peace. So she shuts the door on unbelief and she shuts the door on bitterness and she shuts the door on questioning and she shuts the door on her anger and she shuts the door on her confusion. She shuts that door and she doesn't open it. Bible will tell you later on, Elisha opens it. So I'm going to shut this thing, God, until you open it again. She rejoiced in the promise. She rehearsed God's promise. She received God's promise. The Bible says a couple hours later, she comes back to the home with Elisha. Elisha raises that child from the dead. What was dead is now alive. The promise is restored. The prayer is answered. I've just come to tell somebody, God doesn't love that Shunammite woman more than you. What he did for her, he'll do for you. And you might be looking at a dead situation. A dead marriage, a dead dream. You were, you were so ready for ministry and, and now it just looks dead and, and you were so excited about this season, now it just seems dead and, and you moved to Vegas with promise and with expectation and, and, with so, and, and, and here you are and, it's, and it just seems dead and Don't you dare bury that thing. Don't you dare bury that thing. I want to pray for every mama. And if you are a mom, a grandma, if you're a stepmom, or if you're just a mama figure, (laughs) I want to pray for you. Maybe you're an aunt, but Maybe you've had to take on the role of really caring for some of your kids, some of your nieces and nephews, something like that. I just want to pray for you. I want to pray a blessing. I want to, I want to pray that God would, would give you the faith and peace of this mama. So I want every mom to stand, every woman, uh, every mom, every mama figure, every expecting mother. <clears throat> I'm so excited about this baby. I hope it's a she, but I know you want a boy. 
just believe the hand of the Lord is going to be on him or her in a special way. And every, every fear that you guys have about it, uh, it's, it's going to be 100% opposite. All right, mamas, can you raise your hand? Father, in Jesus' name. Shan, can you come? Is Shannon in here? No, she's not. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every amazing mom in this room right now. And I just thank you that right now the peace of God is guarding hearts. <laughs> the peace of God is protecting destinies. The peace of God is shutting the door on doubt and shutting the door on fear and shutting the door on stress. And I thank you that today, no matter the circumstance I'm in, I'm in shalom. I'm, I'm in God's peace. And His peace transcends my thinking. God, I thank you for the power of a praying mother. And I pray for every prayer they are currently praying, every tear they are crying. Answer them in Jesus' name.